man. You may please be seated. Always a delight for me to come home. Glad to see every one of you. <laughs> Amen. Glad to see you, Morgan. The Lord bless you, sir. I'm excited to see my papa. Oh, Papa Ajit, the Lord bless you, sir. I bring you greetings from the children, the grandchildren. They extend their greetings. Always a delight. I saw Mama Thomas. She has not changed from when I left. She's looking ever young. And uh, Dickness again today has preached my message. Uh, I hope she will stop preaching the message before I preach. But that shows that the Spirit of God is one. I'm glad to see each and every one of you. The Lord bless you. Mark chapter 4 from verse 35 to 40. Very quickly, from where we take from our Bible reading. Mark chapter 4 from verse 35 to 40. On the same day when evening had come, he said to them, let us go over to the other side. Now, when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat as he was. And other little boats were also with them, with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that it was already, what, filling. Verse 38. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said unto him, Teacher, do you not care that we are perishing? Then he arose and did what? And rebuked the wind and said to the sea, Peace be what? Be still. Everybody say that. Peace be still. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. But he said unto them, Why are ye so fearful? How is it that you have no faith. Heavenly Father, this is your word. Let it have impact that brings lasting transformation. Let our life be blessed by your word. Let it bring about healing in our system. Bring about life in our life. And let your name be glorified. In Jesus' name I pray. Let the church say bigger amen. I'm talking on what I have called Jesus in your boat. Whether you like it or not, everyone is in a boat in life. And there can only be one captain in that boat. So if Jesus is not in your boat, then something else will be in that boat. But I want us to look at something from this scripture. We are only taking this scripture and we'll pray. What is this scripture telling us? From that scripture we read in the book of Mark... Number one thing you will see from that scripture is because Jesus is in your boat does not mean storms will not come. As a matter of fact, from our Sunday school, God was in charge of the boat of the life of Job. They said the children of God were gathered. And funny enough, when I came into the Sunday school, I started doing a listening and the study of the book of Job just this week. He says, and the children of God were gathered and the devil came among them. And God said, have you considered my servant Job? Is it not because you have placed an edge around him? He shows that God was involved in his life. The fact that the storms of life come in that boat have the rest assurance that as long as God is with you, that boat 
boat can never sink. The man that built Titanic said that the ship was unsinkable. He made the mistake. He said even God can't sink it. Then the Almighty sent a little stone to break it apart. But if God was in Titanic, even the mountain would not have been able to sink it. So the storms of life will come. The troubles of life will find you. The challenges of life will shake you. But as long as God is in that boat, as long as Jesus is in that boat, be rest assured that boat will not sink. John chapter 16 verse 33 says, These things I have spoken unto you, that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have what? Tribulation. But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. The disciples were afraid. Whereas they should be of what? They should be of good cheer. Because Jesus in their boat means they have overcome the storm. But they never realized it. Isaiah chapter 43 from verse 1 to 2 says, But now thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob. And he who formed you, O Israel. He says here, fear not, for I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name. You are mine. That gives you an assurance that no matter the storm, because you belong to him that can steal the storm, that storm will not swallow you. He says, when you pass through the waters, I will what? I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be born, nor shall the flame scorch you. Who is talking there? The Almighty. Is he saying the truth or is he telling a lie? He is saying the truth. You can see that in the story of the three Hebrew children. He said, when you walk through the fire, I will be with you. Talk of a storm. This Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego faced a storm. As a matter of fact, the storm they faced was so bad that the people that threw them into the fire were slain by the fire even before they landed in the fire. He says, the flame of it will not even scorch you. And then when I look at that scripture, Nebuchadnezzar got up. He said, wait a minute. We threw three people into the fire. How come I see four? And the appearance of the fourth looks like the appearance of the Son of God. So before they landed, Jesus was there. So storms will come. Before the storm arises, be rest assured, your father is already waiting there. He is the one that rides on the turbulence of the storm. So if the storms cannot swallow him, and you are hid in Jesus and Jesus in God, that means the storms of life will not swallow you. Nebuchadnezzar called unto them. He said, come out of that fire. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, peradventure, the Bible did not see. But I am sure they didn't see Jesus in there. But when storms come at you, and people are looking at you and saying, what is happening with this? Be rest assured. The fact that you have not dropped dead shows that Jesus is in there with you. 
By the time they came out of the fire, Daniel 3, the Bible says, even the, the, the scotch, the, the smell of the fire was not on them. And then what happened after that storm? The Bible says the king promoted them. The storms coming your way is not to demote you, but to promote you. I am praying for you that all through this year, may the Lord lift you higher. The storms of life this year will elevate you to where God wants you to be. In the name of Jesus. Number two thing that that scripture is telling us very quickly. When storms come, number two things you will see from that scripture. They don't give notice. Okay, uh, sister, so, 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 and so, I am coming. I am storm. Storms don't give notice. They just finish administration. A powerful revival. The Holy Ghost came down. Everybody was blessed. The people were happy. They were filled with hope for tomorrow. Filled with courage for the year. They said, yes, God has answered our prayers. Let's get into the boat and let's go to the other side. After the powerful revival, after the ministration, after all the prayer, oh God, open my heavens. That was when they entered into their storm. Storms don't give notice. Talk of a storm. In the book of Daniel chapter 2, if you look at verse 2, Nebuchadnezzar had a dream. He called out the magician. All of you come. I am troubled. I have this dream. So tell me the interpretation. They said, oh king, live forever. You tell us the dream. We will tell you the interpretation. He said, mm -mm, I can't remember it. Tell me the interpretation. They said, this has not been done before. And because of that, Nebuchadnezzar was mad. He said, kill all the wise men. Kill all the magicians. Kill all the astrologers. Finish them. And Daniel was their chief. Now, did he go to bed yesterday expecting to have that problem the next day? No. Storms of life don't give notice. Talk of a storm. But after Daniel prayed, in the midst of that storm, the Lord gave him the solution. Number three thing you will see from that scripture, when the storms of life come, your faith might be shaken. If your faith has been shaken before because of the troubles of life, let me congratulate you. Welcome to the club. Genesis chapter 17, from verse 1 to 18, he talks of the story of Abraham. At the age of 99, God appeared to him and said, I will give you a son. You don't worry. After he had Ishmael, God said, I will bless you with a son. He said, oh Lord, thank you. Let Ishmael live. Ishmael too is a son. He said, no, the one I will bless you with, in that one will your seed be called. When storm comes, your faith might be shaken. He had concluded that, hey, listen, God, there is no need making any further promises. You have given me Ishmael. I can live with that. My body is old. Is it at this age I will start making children again? But adventure, you said it is over for you. A young lady said at the age of 52, no man has ever asked her for marriage. Nothing happened to her. She had actually concluded that since I can't marry and I can't have children, let me adopt. 
And by the time she adopted, it was in the midst of the adoption process that the man that will marry the lady showed up. The man was the one that paid for the adoption of the girl. Today, she is married to that man with a baby girl. The storms of life might shake you. It shook her. And she said, I'm already 52. What else? Welcome to the club. But at the age of 99, the miracle of Isaac happened. I am praying for you that no matter the situation you have found yourself, let the Almighty appear in your boat and bring you out of every troubled waters. In the name of Jesus. Luke chapter 1 verse 37 says, For with God, nothing. You didn't hear me. For with God, nothing will be impossible. If he divided the Red Sea, you are not facing the Red Sea, he can divide your problems. If he caused Jordan to fold back like carpet, no matter the troubles, when you appear, because Christ in you, the hope of glory, every Jordan of a storm must fold back. The story of Job we did, Job, his, his faith shook. He never knew that the Almighty boasted the name. Hebrews 11.1, 1, now faith is the substance of things, O for the evidence of things not seen. Verse 2, for by faith, it is not just the elders, you and I will obtain a good report. Never let what you are going through make you sink into the valley of depression. Your faith might be shaken does not mean you don't know God. It is okay for your faith to be shaken, but don't let your faith die. In the midst of that storm, when fear knocks at the door, send faith to open it and fear will disappear. Number four, let's look at it very quickly. When you are in the midst of the storm, that scripture makes us to realize that one word from Jesus can steal your storm. Psalms chapter 33 from verse 8 to 9. Let all the earth fear the Lord. Let all the inhabitants of the world stand in awe of him. For he spoke and it was done. Not you, but for he what? He spoke. And it was done. He commanded and it stood fast. Who is he that speaks when my father has not spoken? Or who is he that commanded when Jehovah has not commanded it? If he says he will do it, he will do it. Genesis chapter 1 verse 3. Then God said, let there be light. And there was light. One word from Jesus will steal your storm. This particular, if you, if, you, if you take time to do the study of Genesis, it's deep. It says, and the earth was without form and void, and darkness was upon the face of the deep. That thing is telling us there was not even raw materials to create the world that God wants to create. 
There was no raw material. There was commotion. There was no headway. There was no light. There was nothing to even see what is available for creation. But he said, let there be, and there was. Whenever you find yourself in the storms of life, just say, Jesus, speak a word into my storm because I know the storm will be still. This was after the commotion in the beginning. Everything was chaotic. Everything was lifeless. Not everything was formless. And then he spoke and it happened. I am praying that all through this year, Jesus will continually speak peace into your life. I say he will continually speak peace into your life. In the name of Jesus. And one good thing is this. The manifestation of the son is rooted in the manifestation of the father. You know, when we are growing up and uh, you go to the village and those goats come to eat, maybe after, you know, when we cut yam and we peel the back, we will put it in the sun to dry so we can turn it from yam into a lubo. And then if the goat comes and wants to eat it, as long as your dad is there, if the dad say kai to the goat, what will happen? The goat will run. If tomorrow the goat comes back and daddy is not there and you are there, whether the kai is in the mouth of the father or the kai is in the mouth of the son, if the son says kai to the goat, what will happen? The goat will run. So the manifestation of the son is rooted in the father. Jesus in that book says, peace be still. When you go from here and the storms of life appear this year, what should you do? What should you say? What should you say? You are not saying as if you are sure. What do you say? Because I saw Jesus did it yesterday in the scripture. He said, peace be still. And even the storm and the wind obey him. So if I say peace be still, that means the storm and the wind must also what? Obey me. Therefore, when anything comes your way this year, what do you say? Peace be still. One word from Jesus will still your storm. One word from you will still any storm. Philippians chapter 2 from verse 9 to 11. Listen to this. Therefore, God has highly exalted him and given him a name that is above every other name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. Of those in heaven and those on earth and of those under the earth. And every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. One word from you will still the storm. When you don't know what to say, look at what that scripture says. Therefore God has given him a name that is above every other name. Which is above every other name. At the name of Jesus, every knee should bow. At the name of Jesus, every storm must be still. Why? Because his name is exalted above every other name. 
That name is exalted about the name of any hurricane. It is exalted above the name of any sickness. It is exalted above the name of any oppression. It is exalted above the name called depression. It is exalted above the names that you don't even know existed. But because God has given him a name that is above every other name, when that trouble comes, when you apply the name of Jesus, that trouble must back. One word from Jesus will steal your storm and then one word from you will also steal your storm. So as you go through this year, make sure you are not quiet. Make sure you are speaking. Speak to the storm. You will see the manifestation of God's power show up. I told us of the story of a young man that called one day and said, Pastor, that prayer we were praying yesterday, it was me. What did you do? He found himself in a very deep situation that would send him to 25 years in prison. When he called, you know, he's like, Pastor, I'm in trouble. I said, well, you know, no problem. We will pray God will bring you out of trouble. He said, sir, I might end up with 25 years in prison. I could not see anything anymore. Even me, myself. I said, ah, 25. When we add 25 to your 40, you're already 65. By the time you come out, you're already retired. Where will you start from? You can see the way I was calculating it. The man called for prayer, believing that God would do it. Now the man of God you called is already helping you calculate that before you come out, you have retired. Talk of a storm. I did not even know where to start the prayer. I didn't even know the kind of prayer to pray. I said, let us pray. Then I paused for a moment. I said, you say this after me. The man that is already born again, I led him to Christ again. I said, confess Jesus. Because what you did... May the Lord deliver you. That was what I was thinking in my mind. And then as I was leading him in prayer, say, Lord Jesus, forgive me my sins. I was saying in my mind, Holy Spirit, tell me the kind of prayer to pray. Because I don't know what to say to this one. Talk of a storm. It was a storm. He had a wife, two, three young children. Because of the trouble, his business was gone. He has used money to pay lawyer's fee. He sold all his business items to be able to get money. At the end of the day, I say in Jesus' name, he said, Amen. I said, Holy Spirit, what else do I do? He said, pray for mercy. I said, oh God, let your mercy be found upon your son. Show him mercy. Let him not die in jail. Even as I was even still saying the prayer, he said, oh God, let him come out of this jail. If he goes, he know. There are some storms you will face in life. It will shake you. Because you and I, we are flesh and blood. But always remember that in all these things, you are more than conqueror. Through Christ who loves us and gave his life for you. God said, pray for mercy. The price of 25 years in jail, I have paid it. He went back. The judge said, you... It's 25 years. He said, no, I have made peace with God. I have prayed. I have asked for mercy. And God said he has forgiven me. I cannot take 25 years. He told the judge. When he was telling me, he said, I don't know where the boldness came from. He said, the judge said, get out of my office. So he went outside and the judge was talking with the counselor, with his own lawyer, and the lawyer of the defendant, or is it the plain field? 
And then after they talked, they talked. They now said, okay, call him back. The judge now called back. He said, okay, you know what? I've talked. I will give you five years. He said, five years. He called his wife. He said, this is what the judge says. They calculated, calculated. He said, okay, let's take five years. At least by the time you come out, you are still 45. You can still make life happen. And then while he was still going back to the judge, he told the judge, no, five years is too long. I have children. Five years is too long. The judge now said, okay, I will give you three years. Then he called his wife. The wife said, let's take three years. Let's not push it too much. So he came back and told the judge, okay, we'll do three years. The judge now said, you see, you know, if I just let you go like that, the family, the other family involved might think you got away with it. You cannot just go like that. So you know what I will do for you? I will send you to jail for two weeks. You are qualified for probation in seven days. Now, go home. Put your house in order. Come back and tell us when you are ready to start your time. When he went, he came out for, on the seventh day. He was there for one week. They put him on probation on the seventh day. On the ninth day, he called me. He said, Pastor, I am out. One word from you will still end the storm. Your faith might be shaking, it's okay. But speak the word and you will see it happen. Finally, from that scripture, what do we see? Two things. You have to rise up from where you are. The Bible says, and Jesus what? Arose. But before Jesus arose, who were the first people that rose up? The disciples that went to wake him. He said, my little one of the little boys at home will say, ah, you know what? I want to sleep. Uh, uh, Daddy, you don't have to wake me. I will do this and that and that. Then he will wake up and come and wake me. And I tell him, if you are getting up to come and wake me, that means you yourself, you are not sleeping. So he said, just sleep and leave me alone so that me too I can sleep. But they are the first one that rose up. And the moment they arose, they found the solution. And then when they woke up the solution and applied the solution to the storm, there was solution. You need to learn to arise from where you are. Because the storms of life gave you a blow does not mean you should lay down there and die there. Does not mean you should continue weeping in that spot. I used to tell my wife something. I said, don't cry over the split milk. Because the milk poured on the floor does not mean you should start crying. If you cry from now till tomorrow, it will not gather the milk back in the container. Clean up that milk on the floor. Go back to the store and buy another one and have a nice bowl of cereal and enjoy life. About time you get up from the valley of depression. About time you start crying over what happened yesterday. You cannot drive a brand new car looking at your rear view mirror. You will end up in the ditch with that car. When you look at your rear view mirror and you see the past, take your eyes off it. Focus on the future because it is brighter and better than yesterday. Psalms chapter 68 verse 3. 68 from verse 1 to 3. What happened? Let God arise. Let his enemies be scattered. 
Let those who also hate him flee before him. As smoke is driven away, so drive them away. As wax melt before the fire, so let the wicked perish at the presence of God. But let the righteous be glad. Let them rejoice before God. Yes, let them rejoice exceedingly. Before the smoke is driven away, before the righteous rejoice, God rose up. So arise in that situation. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, ye everlasting doors. Verse 24, from verse 7 to 10. And the king of glory shall come in. When the storms of life come your way, rise up and bring God with you and apply him to that situation. He says, who is this king of glory? The Lord strong and mighty. The Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up, ye everlasting doors. And the king of glory shall come in. Who is the king of glory? The Lord of hosts. He is the king of glory. I am praying that in this season, in this year, you will arise. And as you arise, every storms of your life will cease. As you arise, when you speak a word to that storm, that storm will become in the name of Jesus. You are not in the season of giving up. The fact that you are still alive is a sign that there is hope for your tomorrow. One prayer you should pray for yourself every morning is, Father, the purpose for which you have made me to see today, let it be established. There is always a purpose for every day you see under the sun. Arise from where you are. Speak to that storm and the storm will be seized. We're going to take our hymn. But adventure, you are here. You have been going through the battles of life thinking Jesus has forgotten you. You have been going through the storms of life thinking this is the end of the way. Thinking this is the end of the road. There is no way around this. There is no way through this. I am telling you there is somebody that can bring you out of every troubled situation. Wherever you are seated hearing me today, you want to give your life to Christ. You want to start walking in the way of holiness and righteousness. You want to have victory over all the storms of life. It does not matter what the storm is. It could be health. It could be marital. It could be financial. It could be career. It could be academic help. No matter the storm, there is a Jesus that can steal it. You are here. You want to give your life to him so that he can give you victory over every storms of life. Please come forward. We love to pray with you. Or peradventure, you are just going through unpleasant situation and you need Jesus to appear. You need solution to that situation. Please come. Would love to pray with you. Several years ago, my wife did one of our professional exams. And before she went, she did praise and worship in the house. Then we had little Bolu. They danced and Bolu was using the tape recorder to play drums until he broke the thing. And they danced and they jubilated and she went for the exam. And, she, and after she finished, she clicked, she submit and the thing said failed. And she called me. It was the day of our wedding anniversary. She called me and she started weeping. Wedding anniversary turned to weeping anniversary. And she said, I have failed. I said, why are you calling me? Come home. And then when he came home, we said, Lord, this is a storm up here. Because that was one of the reasons we moved to that state. We have been moving around. And then we prayed. Then I was traveling home. I was traveling to go and see my parents home. Then I went by to pick up the mail. Even that prayer when we prayed, because we, she was weeping now, you know, and me, the husband, the thing shook me. And then I picked the mail. Only for us to see that they sent her the result with a certificate that she passed. Talk of a storm. When she gave it to them in their place of work, they did not believe it. 
They said, no, we will have to call and confirm ourselves before we give you that position. The storms of life will not swallow you. But adventure, whatever the storm is, you want us to pray about it today, please come as we take our hymn. Or you want to dedicate your life to Jesus or rededicate it. This is a good opportunity for you.